Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Aer Lingus has had to apologise for multiple cancelled flights to and from Dublin Airport. This is over the weekend. They issued the apology yesterday. 1800 If you were affected, radio presenter Peter Collins is on the line. Peter, you were affected. What was your story? Hi, Andre. How you doing? Good. Um, yeah, so I was out in Split in Croatia and about maybe five hours before the flight yesterday, we got a text and an email just saying that unfortunately your flight has been cancelled and that we are looking to put you on another flight and stay with us and we'll be in touch as soon as we can. And then we didn't hear anything for ages from them when we ran their customer service. And also in the message they said in the customer service to ring them if you need any help, but don't ring us now because we're so busy and to ring us later in the week, which isn't really helpful when you're actually kind of stuck in another part of the world trying to get home and, and you're eventually on your flight within a couple of hours. Um, so we stayed in customer service for a while, didn't get through. And then after that, we're like, Look, we're going to have to figure it out ourselves to get home and just maybe look for reimbursement when we get back. So we, we looked around in Croatia what we could do. We were in Split and there's no flights out on Monday in Split and it was so late in the evening on the Sunday that there was no more flights out. And one we were hoping to get on with Ryanair had just sold out on us that had like the flights the flights on that one had absolutely rocketed because obviously everyone that was with the Aer Lingus flight was then trying to get out as quick as they could on the next flight. So the flights shot up on that to like a few hundred euro per person. It was wow. quite high. And then we looked at Zagreb, Zadar and Dubrovnik and just we're getting buses to try to get up there and then and then getting them to match up with getting to your flight. None of that would work either and the prices were just getting huge. So we just looked, look, we're going to have to stay here till Tuesday um, with Croatia Airlines. So we booked with Croatia Airlines and hopefully we'll get out with them tomorrow morning uh, at the earliest. So you're still, you're still in Croatia? I'm still in Croatia. It's still my holidays extended for the moment, I suppose. It's not the worst place to be. No, though, you could be in, stuck in worse, world. but... But no. I suppose your, your issue though, it, it, you, so you got this text, um, you got a text at a f- five <laughs> hours just before um, you were due to fly. Yeah. It's not very long, yeah, Peter. So, no, it's not at all. It's quite short. We were just sitting there having dinner and, we, and a text clicked up like Aer Lingus uh, was on the name tag on it. All right, God, that's weird. And then we an email came in at the exact same time. So obviously like double message and just said it had been cancelled. And then basically... That's the only communication we've had. I've, we haven't heard anything from them since. Uh, I've tried on Twitter, just like politely put up a tweet, just asking would be anybody to get in touch, and uh, nothing, nothing has come from that either. So it, it, it's just a bit kind of sad. You kind of like you trust that you're going, they're going to get you home, and then they just kind of message, oh, by the way, the flight's not leaving. So uh, good luck, <laughs> type of thing, you know? Yeah. Any any reason or rationale as to why the flight was cancelled? Uh, in the message, just uh, uh, a brief data that uh, true uh, flight crew sickness or something. But I think when they say flight crew sickness and you hear so many other flights being cancelled, you just don't really know like what to believe or what, what, what is really happening. Um, but that's, that's the only reason they gave. There's nothing else. And, it, and like when they did say they tried finding another flight, we actually haven't heard from them since. And that was yesterday. So just and, in the um, meantime, you have to sort out your own accommodation, your own... Yeah, food and the whole lot and you just hang around there stuck in Croatia till you hear yeah. more right yeah so in the meantime we booked uh, another Airbnb for the night uh, just in case we get on a flight somewhere out of Croatia today uh, we couldn't find them that would get us out of Croatia today with, with the reasonably priced because like, obviously like when you pay for the extra stuff then you're out of pocket as well so you're trying to re- see what fits your own situation yeah. so we then managed to get the flight for Croatia Airlines tomorrow morning at half seven and we booked another Airbnb for tonight in the meantime and we'll just get a taxi to the airport tomorrow morning and hopefully uh, 
hopefully they won't cancel their flight. Yeah, and it's the cost in the meantime, Peter. It's, you know, it's constantly yeah. racking up um, uh, yeah. as the days go on. Uh, yeah, because you're also, like, you're, you're having food, you're trying to, like, need to eat stuff, so obviously you have to, like, spend money on food. And it's, it's also if you haven't really um, brought into your budget for your trip, like, it's two nights accommodation, two days of food, and then, obviously, you're rebooking flights, new transfers, and then you just don't really know what the story is with, either getting reimbursed for like your extra flight or do you get your money back from the flight that they did provide to you and there's just no communication in that aspect like I think it wouldn't be as bad if they did that They're like okay go through this link to fig- oh, sorry that's just my alarm uh, it just goes to this link to um, uh, go to a process of getting I your know, reimbursement to, to back re- yeah. or your flight just for that peace of mind and instead of just like uh call our customer service and but don't call for another few days yeah okay yeah here's the number to call but just don't call it at all um, st- yeah basically yeah. St- stay with us Peter because we'll try and see if we can find a solution to your problem um, here on the programme 1800 453 is the number to call Ashling is with us uh, on the line in Galway Ashling, were you caught up in this over the weekend yeah I was um, I went to um, Paris last Wednesday for a few days um, so a return flight with Aer Lingus the flight out was absolutely fine and then I was at the airport yesterday due to get the 5.30 flight home and I got to the airport I went through the, um, the passport control and then I was waiting for the gate number to stop. I was waiting about an hour and I asked a few people around and that's when I found out then that the flight was cancelled so I had no communication from Aer Lingus so at that stage then I was told to go back out to arrivals and find an agent and that they'd be able to rebook me on the next flight which was at 10.30 last night so I spent about two hours looking for an Aer Lingus agent and there was none none in Charles Gaulle airport not one um, I rang the the customer service line numerous times and couldn't get through and I tried to contact them on social media and got no reply so then for the last 20 or half 10 flight last night I queued at the check-in desk and it was, um, there was no Aer Lingus staff there either. It was Charles de Gaulle Airport staff, so they weren't able to help me. But the lady was able to get one of the agents on the phone. They had a direct line. And um, the only offer they gave me was to rebook me on a flight next Thursday. And they gave no, you know, no indication that they'd give me accommodation or, or food or anything like that. So it was just, that's the best we can do. We can book you on next Thursday. So I had to go then and try and seek a different flight. So I managed to get on an Air France flight this morning. But I mean, it was over 600 euro. It was crazy. And I so I'm just home now about an hour. Oh, you're literally just back then in Galway? Literally, yeah, yeah, literally. Right. Just had a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> Very important. Well, a bit luckier than your last caller. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, Owen Curry, who's the editor of Air and Travel magazine, is with us here as well on on, uh, on Lunchtime Live. And Owen, you were listening to um, to Peter there, to his story and to Ashling in the past few minutes. I, like... What is the story? I mean, like 600 quid for a flight that you hadn't planned to pay for. Presume Ashling can get this money back. Yeah, Peter and Ashling's story replicated throughout Europe and both of them did exactly what they should have. Uh, there is an element because airlines are so stretched, airports are so stretched, communications channels, as is quite clearly indicated by both Peter and Ashling, have broken down. Uh, it's a little bit of every man for himself. The precedent, the case law precedent of the rights that they have are in their favour. Um, under EU 261, um, airlines have to get you uh, back and compensate and there's no ambiguity 
ambiguity about what they have to pay for food, accommodation, things like that. And while they have had pretty horrendous experiences, uh, Peter's initial instinct, uh, make your own way back in the absence of a communication from an airline and make your own way back and chase it down afterwards is pretty much what I'd advise. The reality is that uh, airlines are supposed to be in touch with you. They're supposed to email you. Short notice is not unusual, by the way. That happens a lot. Uh, Aircraft go tech or crew go out of hours. That's a big issue with uh, delays, which there were a considerable number of over the weekend due to air traffic control strikes in, in France. And uh, airlines don't have much notice themselves uh, about when flights will be can- will be cancelled. The real problem here is the breakdown of communication channels, Andrea. Mm. So for Peter and Ashling, what? Just keep the receipts own and just get on to Aer Lingus when yeah, you get absolutely. back. Absolutely, very much, very much. And if there is a, a difficulty, go to the um, flightrights.ie, the website, the Commission of Aviation Regulation website. If they're being given, you know, if they feel they're being given the runaround by the airline, this applies to all airlines because Air France have, cal- have a strike, uh, had a strike over the weekend as well. Mm. And we had all the airlines were asked to reduce the number of flights in and out of France and even over France. It affects Barcelona, it affects Italy as well. So there were quite a few unexpected calculations. Not a hell of a lot, by the way, Andrea. It's been, you know, it's, to lose the um, the 10 flights in each direction that we lost yesterday in a day of 320 flights is not, not unusual in aviation. It's what aviation is good at is recovering from this. They cope with weather events and strikes a lot. The real, the real issue is that uh, customers who are very um, accommodating, they understand these things. Yeah. But when the communications channel breaks well, that's, down, that's when that's when people get frustrated. That's what Peter's point is. There is the you know here's the number to call, but preferably don't call us at the minute. Kind of stuff. Yeah, and they, they they both did the right thing. I mean, the direct tweet uh, in recent years has been the way to make a contact, and also the web chat. Uh, what we saw over the years was airlines uh, taking less stuff, staff off phone centres and answering phones. Okay. But if you're if you're if you're running out of cabin crew and pilots, which all of the airlines are, British Airways had to cancel 10 percent of their summer schedule and EasyJet cancelled hundreds of flights last week. But if you're running out of cabin crew and pilots, sure, you're probably you running out of people to answer the phone instead. Stay, stay with well. us. Stay with us on if you don't mind, because there's quite a number of people now getting in touch with us actually about the, uh, this very issue. I assume these are going to be similar stories to, to Peter and Ashling. Um, 1800-453-106 is the number to call him. And we're talking about Aer Lingus, um, which had to issue an apology. This is for multiple cancelled flights to and from Dublin Airport over the weekend. And there's lots of you getting in touch with us here, sharing your stories, those affected. 1800-453-106. I spoke to Peter and Ashling there a few moments ago. The editor of the Air and Travel magazine, Owen Carey, is still with me on the programme. Owen, there's plenty of texts coming in now from people who are due to fly out this week. And they're wondering, like, are they too likely to face these cancellations? You can't say for certain that a flight won't be cancelled, but uh, the number of flights that have been can- were cancelled over the weekend was small enough. Our big problem, Andrea, is there's uh, there's this big issue that every single aspect of the industry is under pressure. Famously, Dublin Airport security queues, the airlines, the people servicing the airlines. Ashling pointed out something there that when you're away uh, with an Irish airline, uh, while you're checked in by the Irish airline staff in Dublin, very often in a in an airport abroad, you're dealing with service uh, staff 
contracted to that airline and they don't have the same uh, skill set in dealing with the problem. So all of those things have converged to make to mean that everything's under pressure. And it means that we're likely to see cancellations. We're likely to see delays, especially if the French air traffic controllers uh, ramp up the number of strikes and they are very good at striking. Uh, they um, went on strike uh, continuously during mm. the summer of 2018 and 2019. And unlike the well-publicized cabin crew strikes in Ryanair, which made no impact on the schedule, if air traffic control go on strike, they do a lot of damage uh, to the uh, to the schedule. We've had just under 400 air traffic control strikes since 2005, and it looks like they've chosen the summer to come back into action. Um, Owen, I see one of our listeners here, Dennis, got in touch with us. He actually left us a voice message just before the programme and I think he should hopefully be in the air at this stage as we speak. But t- t- yeah, take a listen. Um, he told us about his story. Yeah, so uh, we were meant to be uh, flying uh, on Air Lingus yesterday uh, via Heathrow um, to the States and uh, we arrived at the airport about... Um, Four four and a half hours early because we had trouble with our um, tickets. We couldn't get online uh, boarding passes, so we went to the airport early and uh, tried the kiosks there. They weren't working, and then we queued up for three hours uh, trying to get in, uh, trying to get checked in. Uh, when we finally queued for three hours and um, checked in, they told us that the flight was cancelled, uh, and then sent us over to a customer service queue. Uh, we went on that queue for about another two and a half hours and uh, were told that they would rebook us on, on a flight. Uh, we told them we had business to do uh, in the States that would require us to be there for three uh, three full days. And they said they would shift the flights. They went back and forth for about an hour and only shifted one of the flights. Uh, we raised it to their attention at the time and they said, look, we don't have any more time to deal with you. You know, you can sort it out. Um, uh, you know, over over the uh, over the phone or uh, through our chat system, and uh, so we went home uh, and started that process and spent several hours on last night. Phoned up Aer Lingus, uh, spent two and a half hours on hold. Finally, got an agent. Uh, when we explained the situation to the agent, the agent refused to change the second flight, so we would have our three days of business. And um, and then proceeded to say that it was Aer Lingus policy not to change the flight. I said, what's this policy? And she said, uh, I can't tell you. And hung up the phone. We went to the chat for a few more hours last night with no relief. Uh, went to the airport this morning. Uh, we, we decided to to, to take uh, a different airline, uh, Delta Airlines. Once we got checked in with them, we went to Aer Lingus um, uh, counter uh, to queue up and try and get the, the return tickets fixed. Queued up for about an hour. There were maybe close to 100 people in the queue, one person operating the desk. And after an hour, it came to the point where we needed to, to board our flight. So it's still not resolved. So we're, we're still hoping by the time we land that we might be able to get uh, a return flight sorted, but not very hopeful because Aer Lingus are just, you know, kind of pushing things on. So that's kind of where we are, just about ready to board the flight now. So, Well, I hope Dennis is in the air. It's 1800 453 106. Like, Owen, what should Dennis do there in that case? Oh, absolutely chase them down. I mean, the, the reality is that uh, in uh, the airport situation, 
um, sometimes uh, you will be able to get, you know, the the, the onward, the uh, return flight changed, altered. But if there's any complications about the class of ticket booked, if there's if it's booked through a third party and all of that, um, it's takes it's a bit time consuming and I can't go into Dennis's circumstances. It's surprising that he had a cancelled American flight yesterday, um, but it, I can't go into the circumstances, but he did the right thing. Get yourself there and sort out that business of the return flight while you're there. It's easily done remotely. It's easily done online when you're running into uh, an agent who has the familiarity with the situation, whereas uh, at the airport, um, the most the priority of people at the airport is to sort out the passenger in front of them with their outbound flight as quickly as possible. Musician Claire Sands is with us as well on here on the programme. Now, Claire, you're just back from playing Glastonbury. What's your story? Hi, Andrea. How's it going? Good. Not um, bad. Yes, Andrea. I was over on Friday night playing Glastonbury with the Hothouse Flowers and I came back to the airport on okay. Saturday sort of to to late afternoon. Um, late afternoon and uh, that's where I found my bag that's been missing for nearly the last six weeks um, with Aer Lingus and I just haven't heard absolutely anything from them for the last six weeks so I just went and physically found it amongst the hundreds of other bags um, and there it was just lying there. So sorry, so you'd obviously previously been away. You'd yeah, lost I'd been, luggage. I'd been in the States in mid-May, came back to Dublin Airport and didn't have my luggage. And in the luggage contained like all of my music gear, all of my costumes, stage equipment, like hundreds upon hundreds of euros worth of stuff that I've really needed, like especially in in festival season for the last couple of weeks. Um, And I just have not heard a single word from Aer Lingus. So that's my second trip going to Dublin Airport and physically rummaging through the bags. Um, so I, I thought it was a mirage when I came back from Glastonbury and there it was just lying there amongst the hundreds of other bags. But that seems to be the only thing that you can do is actually just to go rummage through the bags and hope that your luggage is there um, because there's nobody on the under on the other end of the phone. And unfortunately, there was only one staff member there dealing with hundreds of bags, like the poor man, you know. Um, so it's just, yeah, if anyone has lost luggage, I would say to just go to the airport and physically rummage because I've been six weeks of trying absolutely everything in my power to get my bag back. So, so that's, uh, that would be my advice. I presume, is that the advice zone for people? Definitely not, but it's, it's so good. <laughs> it is so good to hear a happy ending to I know. that story. The bio, funnily funnily enough, done. though, I, Owen, I, I know you might be disagreeing there, but somebody on Twitter actually wrote to me about an hour ago and they just went and did the same thing and have also just found their bag. Yeah, and it's funny, I've had other callers on this show, Sir Viv, that started this conversation about a month ago that flew from Australia and got in touch with this. It was over here in uh, Kerry for a wedding. She actually got a flight back from Kerry to Dublin Airport to do exactly yeah. <laughs> what what. You did. I'm not advocating that that that, that is a Dublin Airport or Aer Lingus policy, by the way. But I suppose, Claire, you got lucky. You just saw the thing sitting there. It was just sitting there. Yeah, it was sitting there. But there is hundreds upon hundreds of bags in the arrival. Like it's, it's sort of chaos, you know. So I'm really, really delighted and so fortunate and lucky that I did find it just with the the nature of everything that was in it but now it's sort of the next battle of trying to get the compensation for the last six weeks which there hasn't been anything of either so um, you look fingers crossed with everything yeah. but absolutely delighted to, to, to have it. What, what, what is the position there own for Claire and, and many others that are weeks now without these bags? 
Oh, well done, Claire. It's great to it's great that uh, you got the bag. The reality is that if everyone descended to rummage, uh, we would have another situation on our hands. The pictures have been all over social media, bags everywhere, important bags, musical instruments stacked up there. The baggage handling system, um, you know, is is breaking is broken down, effectively broken down. We even in good in before COVID and staff shortages, bags would be lost. You do you could have about fifty bags a, a day loss that's gone way over 400 and a lot of them are um, you know a lot all of this system is automated and it, barcodes are scanned and it shows you what airports it's mm. been through and it was there was a colossal breakdown in Heathrow through which an awful lot of Aer Lingus's transfer traffic comes and uh, normally if the you know in the old days if the tech broke down there'd be a few uh, bodies around to help uh, go through bags manually and start looking at labels and things like that uh, unfortunately, those excess people, those standby people have all uh, have all been used up by other functions. It's going to take a while to work uh, through that yeah, baggage yeah. mess. But it's really uh, the big problem is that a baggage person looking through with his barcode scanner, sometimes the label might have come off, won't see a bag as quickly and as easily as the person who actually owns the bag. Yeah, well, like Claire there. Sure, Claire will know her own bag and probably has something on it, yeah. Absolutely. Um, 1800-453-106, the number if you want to get in touch with us. Derek is joining us as well. Derek, what what was your story? What's your issue? Well, unfortunately for me, um, it's Ryanair. And uh, we were due to leave Malaga Airport Saturday morning, 10.35. Um, and at 9.35, 9.45, a message goes up on the screen saying, um, delay until 20 hundred hours estimated, um, which comes obviously as a big shock. Um, and about an hour and a half after that, we uh, began to get some communication from Ryanair, uh, including vouchers. And uh, that encouraged you, obviously, to go and get a coffee. Uh, there were two of us in my party, so you get four euro per head. Went off to try and get the uh, non-alcoholic um, snack, etc. Uh, and they wouldn't work, um, no matter how hard the people in the uh, restaurant where we were. We were in term three uh, to get the machine working. No joy. Uh, a couple of hours later, we got another voucher, and that too wouldn't work. So I managed to convince the uh, passport control police chaps to let me through to go to Burger King. And they tried desperately hard and got one of them to work. Uh, so obviously I paid and came back and went back on the airside, etc. cetera. Um, so sitting around now, this would be about two in the afternoon. So trying to kill a lot of hours, obviously I decided I'd go online to see if I could maybe jump onto mm. one of the other Ryanair flights that were going. Um, and I was encouraged to get into a chat box, which I did. I joined at 268 after about 40 minutes, I was down to 26, 25. And there were people around me were all whooping and saying, oh, yeah, you're getting there, you're getting there. I get to number 23 and I get bumped out of the system completely. And about two minutes later, I get a wonderful email from Ryanair saying, thanks very much for your inquiry. We will endeavor to respond to you within 15 working days. Whilst I was doing that, other people were trying to phone through and getting nowhere. So it was really frustrating. Wonderfully, everybody felt, well, we're in the same boat. Some of the horror stories that I listened to earlier with your previous calls mm. weren't really as bad as, you know, we weren't in the same case as they. And then, of course, you decide, well, 
coming home, um, we need to try and see if we're entitled to some compensation. And this is really where I was calling you from, because no matter how much digging and Googling I did around EU 261, the issue around strikes, to me, seems a grey area. Okay. Initially, I understood that any strike was considered an extraordinary circumstance and airlines wouldn't have to pay compensation. Um, and then there were some cases where the reverse happened. They did. So I'm not sure okay. what, well, I'll, I'll, where well, we are Owen, on Owen Curry is with us, um, Derek, and I, I'm going to come to Owen. Maybe Owen might be able to answer that question for you in a moment. But I do just want to take a quick call or Fiona's on the line as well, just in case Fiona's query is similar to yours. Fiona, what issue did you have with um, with the airport there over the weekend, the airlines? I'll be honest, the week before, I think we were just the cusp of it at the very start. Um, we got an email. We were in Bruges and flying home on the Monday on the Ryanair flight. On the Sunday night, we got an email about the cancelled flight. And we were like, oh, let's say try and rebook onto another flight. So we had a quick look. My husband was on one laptop or his phone. I was on another phone. He was checking airlines out of Amsterdam because we looked at Rotterdam, Utrecht, Amsterdam. John and Van he eventually got um, two seats out on the 520 out of Amsterdam. So I was looking at the trains and I managed to get the train journey sorted. So we turned up in Bruges in the morning, got a 10.30 train up all the way to Amsterdam, got in there about 2 o'clock. Our flight was at 5.20, went for a quick cuppa, got up to see that no, no, no gates or anything. Um, the airport in Schiphol, I thought Dublin was bad. I've honestly never seen anything like it. you serious? It was unbelievable. Now, I'm airline crew, ex-airline crew, so I've been in an so awful So you know lot the story, right, okay. Yeah, but it was unbelievable. They actually, when we got into the airport, they actually made us go back outside. And the queues in the airport were like the Disney queues all in. Every part of the airport was just these Disney queues up and down, up and down, up and down. They made us try to make us go back out. And that is the exact same outside. So I think we were in security for about three hours before we even got near security. And everybody's in the same boat. We had the Air India hockey team that had been, you know, obviously playing hockey in Europe, mm. trying to get back out to India. They're behind us. We quite crack with them. Like everybody was in lovely form. Yeah. We were kind of thanking the ground staff going, look, thank you for coming to work. This I know. is pleasant. I know. They were just seeing the seas of faces. It was unbelievable. And there was people with babies. Like me and John were kind of relaxed because thought, well, look, if we get home, we get home. Now, like that, we paid another 400 seats just for the flight and another 100 for our train fare up to Bruges, okay. Amsterdam. Which is fine. It was five hundred euro, which we didn't anticipate. But you know, we were. I know you, home. you we, do. It's a you and we took it at home. Yeah, we took it at home. We need to get home. We'd work on Tuesday. It was all a bit like harem serum. We were still in security at five twenty. The flight was meant to take off at five twenty. We just kind of looked at each other and went, "Oh well." Let's just get to we'll see, we'll see, 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 where, see where we're at at 5.20, he says you. Only you're still with us maybe just briefly there on, like there's lots more stories like Fiona's coming in and delayed flights. But just on Derek's point around the vouchers that you get from airlines to, you know, get yourself a cup of coffee or something and the EU 261 that he mentioned, just what's your advice to him? Uh, and Derek's right. Yeah, like I mean, compared with others, it's uh, not bad. But a voucher that doesn't work is equally infuriating. <laughs> it's worse. Small children, it could be. It's as bad as a flight. You know, it really is. We don't understate that at all. Flightrights.ie are the people who police EU two six one in Ireland. Flightrights.ie, very simple. Okay. The EU two six one precedent that Derek found when he googled is very. Uh, it's very. It's not. Uh, it's not that as confused as it was when it first came in because the compensation issue 
issue is different from your out-of-pocket expenses. Airlines, if it's a strike, they're, they're not forced to pay compensation, but they still have to pay the out-of-pocket expenses. The out-of-pocket dis- expenses, sometimes they're disputed by the airlines. If they are, flightrights.ie is where you go. They arbitrate and they're pretty, very savvy on this, okay. well-practiced, and there's a lot of case law right across Europe to set precedents for this. There isn't very much ambiguity. If you're out of pocket, uh, you're out of pocket, you're out of pocket, you will it, get compensated. Yeah. Flightrights.ie, well, that's a, a good uh, a good site, certainly, to know for again. Own Curry, thanks a million, editor um, of the Travel and Flight magazine. Own, thanks a million for your time and to all of you who got in touch, Derek and Fiona and Peter and Ashling and the whole lot. Lunchtime live at newstalk.com. That is the email address if you want to contact us about anything we've been chatting about on the show today or anything else for that matter as well. If you've missed the programme, you can listen back at the News Talk app. Just subscribe there to Lunchtime Live. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.